Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
beautiful, beautiful. Oh, Jesus, your presence is heaven to me. Hallelujah. May his presence be heaven to you. I say, may his presence be heaven to you. Hallelujah. You see, when you use the term heaven, it means anything nice. Beautiful. When you are having a good day, say it today I'm in heaven. Don't you say that? Don't, haven't you heard that expression? You say, today I was in heaven. What you are trying to say is that something good is happening to you today. Hallelujah. When you use the term, I'm in heaven. Hey. And when, when things are going bad, you say, I'm, I'm in hell. Hallelujah. When things are difficult, say, I'm in hell. And when things are doing well, say, I am in heaven. Hallelujah. Come, let me provide the offering, guys. The only reserved one is this one. The rest is, the rest is for grabs. Hallelujah. Amen. Your presence is heaven. Hallelujah. It means that when you come near me, good things happen to me. It means wonderful thing happens to me. That's what it means. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, verses 2 and 3. That is why the Bible says in Genesis, please put it on Genesis 39, verses 2 and 3. Be quick. Okay? It says that, and the Lord was with Joseph. Okay? And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. Your presence is heaven to me. Because prosperity is heaven. Being broke is hell. Have you heard that? I'm, 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 I'm as broke as hell. <laughs> have you heard that expression? Come forward. Ready? Let's say, look, there are more pews in front. So, have you heard that expression? I'm, I'm, I'm as broke as hell. May you not be as broke as hell. Amen. May you be as prosperous as heaven. Amen. I say, may you be as prosperous as heaven. Amen. Your presence is heaven to me. Hallelujah. Amen. But he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Hallelujah. Please come quickly. Come and they are sitting in front here. Come and sit here. Come and sit here. Natasha, we front seat. Ringside. Hallelujah. So that's why I said, when you come early, please come in front so that the latecomers can sit in the back. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you hearing me? His presence is heaven. Hallelujah. May his presence be with you. I say, may his presence be with you. That's why he was singing, your presence is heaven to me. Because when he's around you, it's all good things. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why it is always, I've been teaching you about the presence of God. That is why it is good always to do things to attract his presence. Hallelujah. Not, not useless campaigns. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, attract God's presence. Amen. Amen. Because his presence is heaven. The Bible says he was with Joseph. And because God was, he was a prosperous man. Hallelujah. So that's why that's we use the expression, today I'm in heaven. It means good things are happening to you. May you be in heaven. May good things happen in your life. So always engage yourself in activities that will bring his presence. Hallelujah. So when God told the people of Israel that I want to come and live with you guys. God said, I want to come and live with you. They said, really? We'll love it. They said, okay, but build me a house first. The tabernacle. Okay, that's what we're talking about last week. And God said, well, I just cannot live anywhere. I also have my dimensions. I have my specifications. If you want me, God, to come and live here, then build according to my pattern. Hallelujah. Because God is, God, God is not a cheap renter. It's only cheap renters who take any apartment you give them. But the people who can pay, they, they demand exactly what they want. 
They come and say, listen to me. Uh, tear this down. Put a partition here. I want you to change the, the cabinet here. Change the carpet. Extend here. Because they've come with big money. It's the ones who are broke that wherever you give them. <laughs> but the ones who can pay. Hallelujah. I know some people who can say that even before they move in, leave the apartment for one year. Let nobody come in. Just vacant. And they'll pay for it. At least I know, I've heard of somebody who has rented a hotel in Switzerland. The top floor. And he comes on vacation twice a year. And the place is all vacant. Huh? Yeah. So it depends on who is renting. Hallelujah. When you are broke, if you, whatever you go, whatever they give you, you have to take it like that. With roaches and rats. If you open your mouth, they'll say, listen, if you don't want it, somebody else wants it, okay? Huh? Take it or leave it. But God is not broke. I say, God is not broke. So he demanded, look, I want to come and live with you because my presence brings you prosperity. And therefore, this is the type of house I want. So he gave his dimensions to his ha- for the house. And he chose the colors. Hallelujah. He chose the colors and everything that he wants. And he said, listen to me, make the tabernacle or the mikdash. The mikdash, which is the outer court. Make it white. Use all white. I don't want any other color. Hallelujah. High, white, of course, because I'm a pure God. I'm a holy God. And I was sharing with you last week, uh, the, like, white represents purity, holiness. Okay, when you say white, when you say the white, color white, it means pure. It means holy. Hallelujah. That is why people are supposed to wear white on their wedding night. They are supposed to. Or that's, or that's why people wear white on their wedding night. That's why people wear white. Because it is assumed. It is assumed that on that, huh? Thank God it's only an assumption. <laughs> I said, thank God it is only an assumption. And, 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 and I think we'll prefer to live with the assumption. <laughs> no, for, no further question asked. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's what it is. The presence. So God said, look, I'm a holy God. And that's why white signifies holiness. And, but he also gave them, I shared with you, remember all this, I can't go back. He also gave them the other things he wanted them to use. Amen. Which is, okay, let's go to uh, Exodus 26 verse 1. Exodus 26 1. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twine linen, which is the white. And, and, and these are the colors he chose. And blue, and purple, and scarlet. Hallelujah. He said, this, these are my colors. The outer thing, the whole thing is white. But the door, okay, the door to the tabernacle, which is it, all cloth. He chose three colors. The first color is what? White, white is the main thing. Like, you see, all this white. But the door, blue and scarlet. I hear me. And the door, I, I, I said that, I mean, the door, the colors actually of the, of the colors of the door represent Christ. Because you cannot go through, you cannot come to God without Jesus. Hallelujah. No man can come. I'm the door. He said, I am the door. Hallelujah. So we start doing the colors. This is Bible study. Hallelujah. We started doing the colors. And um, we talked about color what? Color blue. What does blue represent? Faithfulness and loyalty. Hallelujah. We saw it from the book of Esther. The Bible says because Mordecai was faithful. Because Mordecai exposed Orangus. Because Mordecai exposed people who are about to do evil to the king. 
He said he was clothed in, pep, in blue and white. Hallelujah. Blue represents loyalty. Hallelujah. We saw it in Ezekiel. The Bible says um, uh, God sitting and, and around his throne was the blue, like a topaz. Blue represents loyalty. And you cannot, and, and I shared with you that you cannot serve God without you being loyal. It is required in the steward that a man be found faithful. Hallelujah. Or you cannot, I'm talking about, see, see, what we are talking about, we are talking about attracting the presence of God. Or the door. You, you cannot come to God without, without, without being loyal. God requires us to be loyal. And Jesus Christ was the perfect example of a loyal person. Jesus Christ said, look, the thing I see my father do, that's what I do. I did not come with my own agenda. He was very loyal. Hallelujah. So loyalty is required to serve God well. Loyalty is required to attract his presence. Hallelujah. Ah, loyalty. Loyalty. Jesus was loyal. So those of us who are in church who have a rebellious activity. You see, rebellious disposition, it attracts demons. You cannot attract God. It's like you have an attitude that every, if they, everybody says A, you alone say B. If there's a general instruction, we are meeting on a Tuesday service. No, why Tuesday? Let's meet on Friday. It's like every instruction you have the way to. If we announce that on oh, 31st night, we are having a service in the Bronx. <laughs> why are you going back to the Bronx? I'm a prophet. <laughs> Why Bronx? You know, listen. You see, you cannot fight everything that the corporate body is doing. Lawyer, it's, it's, it's a bad spirit. Okay, loyalty. It's required. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you see, and Mordecai was honored. For exposing these loyal people. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, one of the signs that you are spiritual is, you see, well, let me show you, one of the, even the signs of your spirituality is that people, when people have bad things to say about the church, they don't come to you. Yeah. If people have bad things to say about the church or the pastor and they come to you, it's a sign that you are not spiritual. Because they see the people who are loyal. Because you, you see, because you're like even in the church, you know that this person, that's why this person won't say anything bad about Reverend Abba because you he will fight me. But the fact that they can come to you. It's a, it's a sign that it's, it's a sign of the slide. No, seriously, seriously. Anybody that because you see, when people know that you are close to somebody, they will not say bad things about the person to you. But when people can come and say bad things about somebody to you, it means that in their mind they think you are not close. Do you know that? Because if they know that you are very close, they won't. Hallelujah. So you, that's why you have to develop the love. Like, I mean, for example, there is no way any of us will go and, can go and criticize Bishop Dr. Bishop Saki. Exactly. I mean, if you think you have anything to say to Bishop Dag, the last person you go, <laughs> find somebody else. I mean, the way he will fight you, he will tell you respect yourself. <laughs> yeah. I hear me. Yeah. So if people can come to you with negative comments about somebody, it's a sign that you yourself, you are some way. Hallelujah. So blue, and Jesus Christ was very faithful. He was very faithful to the end. He never deviated from the course of the Father. Hallelujah. And I even showed, remember I showed you the verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 20, 30. The blueness of a wound. What does Proverbs 20, 30 say? Proverbs 20, 30. It 
It says that the blueness, you see, the blue, we're talking about color blue. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil. The blueness of a wound. A wound is a hurt. It's an injury. It's some pain. But when it puts on the color blue, it drives away the evil. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil. Hallelujah. So blue, so blue represents, so if blue represents loyalty and faithfulness, it means that loyalty and faithfulness drives away evil. You are hurt, you are wounded, but because you are loyal, it does not cut you off. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. The blues are wound. So if you are, so, so, if you are a wound, you want to be blue. When you are wounded, you need blue. I said, when you are wounded, you need blue. Because blue has an ability to heal it and cut it off. And blue represents faithfulness and loyalty. Because by almost you'll be hurt. By almost you'll be wounded. Even in your marriage, you need color blue. Some of you need a lot of color blue in your marriage. <laughs> I don't know whether it is, it is in this country though. But in, in Africa, they have something called blue. In Jamaica. Is it here too? Is it here too or it's not here? Yeah. It's, 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 it's blue. And actually, when you are washing and you put that, you, you put, you, 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 it makes it brighter. It takes away all the stains. Color blue makes you bright. It's called blue, right? Yeah, blue. Remember blue? Hey, you wash your white shirt. Then that's the last part. Because we used to wash in series. There's the dirty water, soapy water. Then you rinse. Then there's blue. That's the, to brighten it. Was it in Jamaica too? Oh, you're all West Africa. You're all British colonies. <laughs> blue. To make it, yes. Hallelujah. It makes the so lo- being loyal, being faithful. Amen. Amen. It takes away the wounds and the hurts. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Then the next color we spoke about was what? Purple. And purple represents what? Loyalty and what? Riches and royalty. Riches and royal. Royal, not loyal. Royalty and riches. Hallelujah. Luke 16, 19. Luke 16, 19. What does it say? There was a certain rich man which was clothed in what? Purple represents riches and royal. Hallelujah. Rich people wear purple. Actually, I guess purple. This is purple, right? She's rich. <laughs> yeah. Riches. Uh huh. No, 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 purple. <laughs> yeah. Rich. Hallelujah. Rich. Purple represent rich. And I'll share with you, like, you see. And that's why when they brought Jesus Christ, they put a rope, a purple rope, because they saw him as the They say, You are the king of the Jews. Hallelujah. That is why when he was crucified, they, if you think it was, it was not a, an expensive cloth, why do you think the Roman soldiers were fighting over it? Was when he was crucified, they, 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 they took his garment and cast, it was a fight. So, who should take the garment home? They have to cast lots. It's like they gamble. Who, who won the gamble? Took the garment home. Hallelujah. So, purple represent wealth. Hallelujah. And you cannot come to God or you cannot attract the presence of God without sacrificing your wealth. Hallelujah. Your treasures. God, like I said, God is not interested in your wasted goods. The leftovers. In Malachi, he said, you people, look at the sheep you are bringing to me. A sheep that you are coming to to the offering table. And all I can hear... (coughs) Sheep and goat that are coughing. 
shit before. I have seen a coffin goat before. Oh yeah, they, 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 they guess it. Have you seen before? Oh, I've seen a goat across. I've seen one before. A coffin goat. Say, uh, and then the, the, their mouth will be watering. That's what you are bringing. God said, and the blind, and he said, offer you to your governor and see whether he will accept it. Hallelujah. God it's not, you, see, you cannot attract the presence of God with cheapness. Hallelujah. That is why he says that remember your creator in the days of your youth. Serve God whilst you are young. Serve God while you have strength. And serve God till you, you see. Somebody said, one thing about it, said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Hallelujah. God wants you whilst you are young and fresh. Once you have energy, once your faith is smooth, not that not, 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 you have done everything, anything else with your life, now that your, wind, your knees are weak and you, your, your waist are bended. If you, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. What feet? What feet? <laughs> what feet? What feet? I feel that you yourself you cannot even stand on. Now God should take it now. Remember him in the She said, God wants the best of us. I said, God wants the best of us. No, it's, it's amazing how God people keep the best for themselves and then give the worst to the God. It's like, this one is for God. That's why you see being like parents, like Bishop used to say, sometimes you go to the Bible school and you see some of the students. You say, ah, this boy, he can't go to any school. Then they say, go to the Bible school. <laughs> what about the one who can, what, what, what about the one who can become a doctor? Why don't you send him to the Bible school? And don't forget, don't, it's not a joke. God stands us his best. God send us the dearest and the best. And then we, we want to send him rejects. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I even look at, I was once telling Bishop, you know, I was telling someone, I said, look, one of the young pastors, first love, I said, I like this guy. He said, why? I said, look, when you don't fail, when you don't pass your exams, you can't get any job. You can't do any paper that says, I've come for full time. Rubbish. That type of full time does not attract me. It means you, you couldn't pass an exam. You couldn't get any career. And now you are acting like you are spiritual. You want to serve God full time. No. You are using God as a last resort. And those type of people, to me, are, they are not attractive. But when you see a young man who has a career, who could have done something else with his life, passing a bar, a lawyer, and then he says, I am living to go and serve God. Then they are giving their best to God. Those ones I respect. I mean, I'm sure some of them were annoyed with me, but I couldn't care. I said, you couldn't, you're not doing anything in life, so I don't care. They said, I, say, I talk too much. I, say, I don't talk too much. You... I'm telling you that you, 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 I mean, I mean, God, you are not the best. Something else was your best. But because it didn't work. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, uh -huh, it's, it's like, you know, a woman, a boy that you, take, you say to a girl that I like you, and the girl said, <coughs> I'm thinking about it. Well, you know that he's checking out another guy. Then after the guy rejects her. <laughs> And be all along, you know, 
Because as you say, oh, I love you. I want to marry you. It's okay. That's okay. Okay. I'll pray about it. I'll pray. No, it's not prayer about it. Oh. There's another boy. <laughs> so if that boy says no, then she comes back. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, you, you, they put you on the back burner. No, you can't put God on the back burner. I say you can't put back on the back burner. Look, God is a jealous God. He said, one of the things he said, I am a jealous God. And one of the things about jealous people that they don't want to be put second. What about what, what, what the sign of jealousy? No, people who are jealous do not want to be put second. Yeah. Yeah. That is why even some wives get angry that on their birthday, they expect you to wish them happy birthday number one. And if you forget, huh? It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. I smartly put. So like the, the first person to wish me a birthday is you. And you forgot. You come at 8 p.m. You are rushing. And you, and you have to, but, 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 but the day has not ended. I still wish you have a birthday. It wasn't the first. Hallelujah. Yeah. Scarlet. Purple. Royalty. Richness. If you want to serve God, it will cost you. Serve God. You see, David said that I will not offer anything that doesn't cost me to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't, you see, don't say I'm offering my services to God when there's when you have nothing to do. See, real service to God is you have something to do, but you chose to serve God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. May we serve Him well. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's real service. Hallelujah. Yeah. And Jesus Christ was a cost Christ. Because Jesus Christ could have stayed in heaven, mind you. He could have stayed in heaven. He didn't need to come down. But he chose to come down. Hallelujah. May nothing be too vulnerable to us for when it comes to God. May nothing become too expensive to offer to God. Yeah. The woman with the alabaster box. He said that he had done this for my burial. Hallelujah. This is in fact, this, this is actually one of the problems of most pastors. It's like people come to church when they don't have a job. When you pray for them to have a job, then they don't come. They ask yourself, should I pray for you to get a job? It's painful. Why do you want to serve God because you have nothing to do? Why don't you serve him when you have something to do? Hallelujah. Let's serve God. I said, let's serve God. Amen. Amen. All right, the last color for today. Uh, Scarlet. Scarlet. You want to know what Scarlet means? That's very powerful. You want to know what Scarlet means? You are waiting for Scarlet. Okay. Nahum chapter 2 verse 3. Nahum. Nahum. Even it's powerful. Nahum. I said Nahum, not numbers. Nahum. <laughs> you have to understand Bible. When, when preachers enter into Nahum, you have to sit up. Nahum, chapter 2, verse 3. I'm sure about Scarlet. The shield of his mighty men is made red. Okay? The shield of his mighty men is made red. The valiant men are in Scarlet. Scarlet represent courage and strength. Hallelujah. 
courage and strength. The valiant men are in what? I said the valiant men are in what? I want to hear you. The valiant men are in what? What do you want to say about valiant? What? Valiant. Brave. Courageous. Daring. The color they wear is what? Scarlet. Yeah. The guys who are bold. The guys who are daring. The guys who are willing to take risk. They wear scarlet. Scarlet represents courage and strength. And let me tell you something. You cannot attract the presence of God. You cannot come into his presence when you don't exhibit some courage and some strength. Because many things will fight you. Am I preaching to you? Many things can terrify you. Many things can scare you every day. So without courage and strength, you cannot attract his presence. Yeah. The valiant man. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. Courage. Strength. The ability to shut your mind and say that no matter what I'm going through. That is what Jesus Christ demonstrated that thing. When the Bible said that, Bible said that the Bible said he, I mean, he endured the cross. He uh, the Bible said that he set his face to the cross. In spite of criticisms and persuasions by Peter, Peter said, no, you're not going to die. He said, get deep behind me, Satan. Yeah. He demonstrated scarlet that I am set to this. Nobody can oppose me. He set his face. The valiant men are in scarlet. Listen, more scarlet. Daniel chapter 5. Daniel. You see, Daniel chapter 5, verse, when Belshazzar had the dream, Daniel 5, 16. Daniel chapter 5, verse 16. This is Belshazzar, the king, or the president, had a dream. Very confusing. Very scary. And he was looking for somebody to interpret. And let me tell you something. It is not easy to interpret a king's dream. If you get it wrong, you are gone. <laughs> I say it is, if you get it wrong, you are gone. That is why a lot of the so-called modern-day prophets, they only praise the kino. I, am, I was wondering whether, whether there was any prophet in Ghana who was able to speak to the president, you will lose. Everybody said you will win. <laughs> yeah. And I've heard of thee, that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve thou. Now, if thou, can, if thou canst read the writing and make known to me, the interpretation thereof. That shall be clothed with what? And a chain of gold. Because you need to be bold. If you can. The color. Because you need boldness. Because look, if you get it wrong, you are gone. Hallelujah. That shall be clothed with color and have a chain of gold about her neck. Yeah. And look, look, a lot of Prophets nowadays sing the praises of the king. Very few can. And do you know the prophecy Daniel gave? I was wondering, I'm wondering whether any prophet can, would have done that. The guy said, if you can prophesy to me this, I will give you scarlet. The dream. <laughs> Let's read. 
And that shall be a ruler in the third of my kingdom. Continue. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gift, gift to thyself, blah, 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 and make, and make the presentation unto him. This is the dream. This is the interpretation. To the king. O thou king, the most high, God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom, and majesty, and glory, and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him, whom he would slew, and whom he would kept alive, and whom he would set up, and whom he would put down. But when his heart was lifted up, and his mind hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. This is the interpretation. And he was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like beasts, and his dwellings, and with the waxes, they fed with grasses like oxen, and his belly, and the heaven, till he knew that the most God ruled in the kingdom of men, and that upon the who is over he will. And you are looking at the guy. Yo. Have you seen the courage that is required? Because most people will chicken out. How dare you go tell the king that you are about to die? <laughs> and thou his son, old Belshazzar, has not humbled thy heart, though thou knewest all this. But has lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And they have brought the vessels of the house before the king. And thou, the Lord, and thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk with wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass and iron and wood, which I said you know, before thee. The God in whose hands they, they are buried. And whose hands are all the, Look at what he said. And thou hast not glorified him. So what, is going to, what does he mean? Continue. Then was, then was the path of the hand sent from heaven. And this writing was written. And this is the writing that was written. Many, many tekel of a sin. This is the interpretation of the thing. Many, God had numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balance and art found wanting. Perish, the kingdom is divided and given to the meats and the perish. Patience. I mean, you, you, um, you just look at the scenario. A king, Babylonian king, and you are telling that your kingdom is finished. <laughs> it's been divided. And you are done for. I can, I can tell you that most prophets today will have changed the prophecy. But this was a bold prophet. Yeah. Courage. That, but uh, you see, then commanded Belshazzar and they clothed Daniel with scarlet. That's true. Yeah. For the courage. Because I'm sure the king, oh, even the king said that you must, this guy must be very bold to look at me in the face and say what it is. For this guy to look at me in the face. Hallelujah. Scarlet courage. Ability to say it as it is. Amen. Listen, you cannot say, you see, a lot of things will frighten you from serving God. A lot, yeah. Mm, my job. Mm, my homework. My child. The bills. The situation I'm doing inside. You know, you know, I tell him, you know, we have to be a bit, you know, you know, you know, you have to be wise. No, you are afraid. You are afraid. What you are saying is not wisdom, it's fear. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. You're afraid. You're afraid. What you call, what you call wisdom is not wisdom. It's fear. That's why we, we can't save God fully because we are always calculating. You are always thinking, hey, hey so what would I do? If I go for this, what would I do? If I do this, if I do, what, what if? The word of God is saying that do not be unequally yoked, but you are afraid that, yeah, at my age. <laughs> I'm preaching. The word of God is saying, do not be unequally yoked. But you are saying, yeah, at my age. If I don't say yes to him, who else will come? You see, I'm not like them. Oh, they, they are younger. Oh, they have more chances than me. You're afraid. 
And you, they said, well, you know, we also have to be wise. That's not wisdom, that's fear. You must be able to stand for what you have believed. You must be able like, you see, like, like the, the Hebrew boys, he said, he said, oh, king, we are not careful concerning this matter to bow down. And, and, see, and, and we know that our God is able to say, but even if we will still not bow, that is courage. That's scarlet. Hallelujah. Yeah. Fear. Jesus never looked, Jesus never backed down from the cross. Yeah. Who for the present was said to him, endure the cross? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it takes courage. One of the one of the one of the people, one of the ladies in our time, or one of the modern one of the preachers that we know nowadays who demonstrated a lot of the presence of God, which is miracles. Okay? A lot of the presence, because the presence of God also means miracles. Every time you go, you can see presence and power. One of the modern who demonstrated that power was Catherine Kuma. If you watch Catherine Kuma's, the old Catherine, you see, if you watch his biography, the miracles, a very frail lingua, with a lot of power and miracle. But I tell you, she's, she was courageous. You know how courageous she was. She did something that most women will never do. Yeah. A lot of women protect their marriage. They will do whatever to be in it, but she said, look, this thing is wrong. God has not called me to this. This is somebody's husband. I will forsake everything. In spite of the ridicule and the shame, I will take the reproach and go on. I will, I, I, I will not. A lot of women, once they get married, that's where their mystery ends. Even if it's a wrong marriage. I know a lot of Christian sisters whose zeal has quenched because of who they married. Katakura said no. I am willing to pay the price of the shame and the ridicule so that I can enter into my ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look. Courage, oh. That is why Archbishop Nicola Duncan Williams once told a young man, the guy was prophesying. He said, come here, young man. And then the guy came. He said, are you married? He said, no. He said, yeah. When you, after you are married, if you can do the same thing that you are doing now, then I'll say you are called. <laughs> because a lot of young men zeal, but as soon as they marry, the woman kill everything. So if after you are married, you can still do what you are doing, then I know you are called. Because after you are married, you can still go on visitation, preach, announce, uh, lay hands on sisters. You, you can go, you ask a lot of pastors, when they go home, they are like mouse. The wife will face you, you know, you know that, Charlie. Why? Ask them. <laughs> go and ask John Wesley. Wesley begged his wife. He said, Aspress me no more. Yeah. I read the back of John Graves. So, when you can do the same thing after you are married, then you are anointed. So, those of, those of us, we are, we are anointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you are anointed. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm preaching courage. I mean, your life, your profession, your income, your marriage. You must be able to say, I don't care. I will do what God has called me to do. And let the church fall where they may be. Because a lot of us back out. Hallelujah. Courage. Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs 31, 21. I'm showing you Scarlet. Proverbs 31, 21. Three one two one. This is the virtuous woman. The Bible says she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She is not afraid 
of the snow. A lot of women are afraid of the snow. That's why their, their household is clothed in brown and green. Scarlet is wealth. She is not afraid. She is not afraid of the snow. She is a, 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 a courageous woman. Snow or no snow, she will wake up. She will do what she has to do. She will travel. She will dig. A lot of women are afraid of the snow. A little hardship. Lazy woman. I'm preaching. The reason why your, your household is, is, is clothed in color brown. No scarlet. Brown, yellow, black. Because it takes courage to clothe your household in scarlet. She is not afraid. She is not afraid. She is not afraid of the snow. She is not afraid of the snow. And you know what snow is? I'm not saying here, but I'm talking of general. We all know snow is. Snow represents difficulties. It requires hardships. It requires uncomfortable situation. A snow. A snow. When I'm talking about snow, I'm talking about uncomfortable. Difficulty. Sometimes slippery slopes. Dangerous slopes. Icing. And a lot of wives are afraid of snow. You won't go. You won't come. Excuses. That is why it's not that your husband is not hard work, no. He's working hard, but because you are lazy, we are not seeing it. I'm preaching to them. Yeah. Snow. Snow. It's not a, it's not a, yeah. Because it is, it is the, it is, it is, it is the courageous of that woman that makes the household be clothed in scarlet. Let me tell you something. No matter how hard they working you are as a man, if you marry a lazy woman, you are done for. All that she knows is how to paint her face and make her lipsticks. You see, those things uh, they are only good in the relationship. After you marry, we don't see them. <laughs> Most husbands, look, this guy they will tell you. Ask them whether they see lipsticks nowadays. No. no. <laughs> huh? Yeah, take them as school fees. Those, your nail, your hair, and things, it is attractive to them once they are in a relationship. Once you marry and children come in, they are looking at, is the house clean? Are the children bath? Did you put them to school? That's what they are looking for. No, your hair, long hair. They don't see. <laughs> long hair for what? Get up and clean the snow so we can move on. <laughs> Scarlet. We come to your house, the whole house is like your whole, your whole house looks like Afghanistan. Like Aleppo. I mean, the, the sink is full of the, the, the sink is full of dirty dishes. Uh, the carpet is not tidy. The children's uh, bed. I mean, why? Because of the snow, you are cold. She's not afraid of the snow. Are you enjoying color scarlet? I said, are you enjoying color scarlet? Joshua chapter 2 verse 18. Color scarlet. Joshua 2 18. This is Rahab. Rahab, another courageous woman. The spies came there to spy the land. And she took the risk to hide them. Do you know that was treason? Do you know if it was discovered, she would have been killed? Huh? I mean, she would have been killed outright. So she did a very risky thing. It was treason. It was something that could have, she would have died. And a lot of us would not have done, you know, you have to think about your life. Oh. 
You know, this people that you are trying to help them, you never know, you know. Look, they may not turn on you, and you know, you know I mean, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, not more than yourself, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you have to use wisdom. But this is the risk she took. She hid the spies. But said, so what? Behold, and the spies gave her a, a promise. He says, "Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet in thy window, because scarlet represents courage, bold. You are daring. Listen to me." Most people who even prosper in life, they are daring. The reason why a lot of us, is, I was telling somebody today, I was telling somebody this afternoon, we were having a conversation with that person. I said, look, very few 9 to 5 workers prosper. Very few 9 to 5 workers go to work at 9 o'clock in the morning, close at 5. 401k, pension. Very, you, see, you will be average. The people who make it, they are daring. They break and go to do something different. In fact, famous people are prospect that, that they took a risk. They quit a job to take on a certain profession. They did a certain, you know, they, they, do, they do something. Bill Gates, stop school, go and do Microsoft. Tiger will stop school, go and pray. Uh, 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 Facebook, stop. They, like, you see, they, they, they sort of left their comfort zone because it's very comfortable to have security. 95, 95, 95. My fancy brothers, in and out, in and out. Yeah. So to be entrepreneur, because yeah. entrepreneur requires boldness. Yeah. Because you see, you are not guaranteed that this thing will work. So you are taking a risk. That's scarlet. You are taking the risk. And there is a risk. So, it, so that is why if you are too analytical, you cannot even prosper. Are you hearing me? Courage. Courage. Gen- Do you want more scarlet? Genesis 38, 28. We are my last scripture. Genesis 38, 28. There's a guy called Fares. I said there's a guy called Fares. And it came to pass. This, the woman was pregnant. And it came to pass. When she traveled, that the one put out his hand. Okay? And the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, this came out first. She was pregnant. Twins. And the Bible, the Bible said that as to, during the delivery time, one of the twins stretched off his hand. The first one, his name was Fares. And when he came, he broke the stretch of his hand. The midwife tied Scarlet because he was the one who broke forth. He was the one who was, you see, you, see, I mean, you, you, you think of this, maybe the, the two twins were in the womb. You say, hey, this well, what is out there? We are cool here. All our nutrients, all our food is here. Everything is comfortable. Amniotic fluid, placenta, we are cool. I mean, look, we, we don't go anywhere. Charlie, Charlie are you going? Are we going? Will you go? Will you go? I'm, I'm probably the one. Go, we don't know what is out there. Because the world was only the womb. What is out there? We are not sure. Is it safe? Will we survive? Can we breathe? Then Pharaoh said, listen to me. Listen. I'm going. I'm going. So he's screaming, boom! He said, ah, this is the guy. The tight scarlet. He's courageous. He had broken through. <laughs> was out there, but he took a risk. So they tied his wrist, Scarlet. Let me tell you something. To serve God, you need courage. All of us admire Bishop Dag, but let me tell you, what he did was courageous. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. Because all of us went to medical school. And after medical school, we were all guaranteed a job and an apartment. Okay? Because you're a doctor. They gave you an apartment, and a job. 
Doctors have job everywhere. So for him to say that I am I am living this environment and I'm breaking forth, not guaranteed of what I will eat or where I will sit, stay or if I will even ever travel again. That was scarlet. That was Faris. So in the spiritual realm, a scarlet was tied on the sand that this guy has broken through. I believe that in the, spiritually they tied the scarlet on his hand. That this is the guy has broken through. Now, after him, okay, now after him, there are a lot of doctors who have become pastors, but that's not, that's not Faris. It's not the same. He was the Faris. Now, it's, now a lot of doctors who have become pastors, including yours truly, but it's not the same. <laughs> I cannot call myself Faris. You know what I'm saying? It was not the same. I cannot. I'm, I'm, I'm a very honest person. I cannot. I cannot compare myself to him because it was not the same. Now a lot of my, my colleagues are pastors, or, or, but it's not the same. He was the Pharisee. He broke through. The trailblazer. He took it because because nobody had seen that thing before. And when he took that step, like he always say. He was willing, not even doesn't travel again. I don't care. That's why God has blessed him. That's why God has prospered him. Let me tell you something. It takes courage to serve God. May nothing hinder you. May you not be afraid. May nothing put you down. May nothing cripple you. May you be able to say that, yea, I know whom I have believed. And may you be able to say, like the four Hebrew boys, even if my God does not save me, we shall not bow. May no circumstances stop you. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm pressing on. Yes. Nothing. The upward way. Yes, Lord. New heights I'm gaining every day. Oh, Jesus. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stay. Yes, Lord. By faith on heaven, save On high, oh, pressing on. I tell you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, lift me up. Thank you for the Pharaohs, oh God, the spirit of Pharaohs, the spirit to break through, not caring what is out there, but trusting in God, but trusting in God, but trusting in God, but trusting in God, but trusting in God. Holy Spirit. Lord, plant my feet on ground. Father, we thank you tonight. May no fear, no intimidation cripple our destiny. May our destiny not be crippled because of fear. Fear of man. Fear of a job. Fear of school, fear of failure, no fear of a child, may no fear stop us from walking in our destiny. Father, like Pharaoh broke through, not knowing what was out there, may we step out in faith. May we step out in faith. May we step out in faith. For the Bible said, the just shall live by faith. I cancel the spirit of fear. Father, let no intimidating spirit prevent us. Amen. May we not bow down to intimidation. Amen. Make our foreheads stronger than their foreheads. The and may we penetrate through. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord.
We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.